When the pressures of life become overwhelming, we often find ourselves turning to food or shopping or television or whatever our counterfeit might be in search of the relief and peace that we're longing for. Now, our choices aren't necessarily bad, but the satisfaction is merely temporary. Before we know it, we can find ourselves enslaved by addictive and destructive behaviors. When I was in school, I remember being distracted by anything and everything. Why? Well, because I didn't want to do my homework. But as I became an adult, the busyness of life crept in and that pattern continued. I was getting distracted by the multitude of more attractive options or more pressing options rather than focusing on what was really important. Does that sound familiar? In your life, does the urgent get confused with the important or the fun with the fruitful? Weeding out the counterfeit comforts that hinder our relationships with our kids, our communities, and most importantly, with God. Oh, and teaching our kids to do the same. That's next on Licensed to Parent. Well, hello and welcome once again to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential facility for troubled teens. Our host on Licensed to Parent is Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill Academy, and I'm Rich Rosal. And Trace, we've talked about this in a variety of ways on a variety of occasions, and that is that the most important thing that any parent can do for a child really is to impart to them a biblical worldview, and I would say this notion of keeping the first thing the first thing, keeping our priorities in order. And so often you and I have talked about parents who have this out of line. They put their children first, for example, Mm -hmm. ahead of their marriage and ahead of their relationship with God. But um, today we want to talk about some of these counterfeit improprieties, if you will, uh, in other words, flaws in our priorities and what they do to us. What are you seeing with the kids who come into Shepherd's Hill here? Have they got their their priorities in order, or are they letting the busyness of life and the distractions of life pull them off course? Well, we, we talk about this quite often, and uh, as far as what the answer that I'm going to give you— um, it's digital technology. I mean, that's their their comfort. Uh, they go there for everything. The, the questions that they would normally ask their moms and dads in years gone by. Uh, they go to seek counsel from friends. They, they look at pornography. They look at the latest YouTube video. Uh, anything that can uh, tick off a few more seconds and minutes and hours on the clock where they don't have to deal with either the homework or their parents or or. God. Mm. And so this little plastic device has become their God, their, their little pocket idol uh, for which they become uh, uh, eye slaves. I call it their eye slave master. And uh, so it's just so easy and convenient to, to take uh, an undisciplined young man or woman whose frontal lobe in their brain isn't fully developed for another decade in some cases and uh, just follow that path of least resistance. And, and, and the thing is, is that uh, that cascades over into the parent-child relationship because uh, m- mom or dad sees that, wow, I get a, free, uh, a few extra three minutes to uh, uh, do what I want to do. And maybe and, right. and it's very often on the gadget. And so the babysitter, that little plastic babysitter that we call uh, iPhones, uh, the kids are on there, and uh, they're being babysat by Jack the Ripper and Charles Manson and, you know, Ted Bundy, uh, your favorite porn star. That's their babysitter. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the 300 Facebook or Instagram or t- 
TikTok or Snapchat or whatever new app they've got that parents cannot keep up with. And that brings them the comfort to tick off the hours in the day until they wake up and do it all over again. Sometimes yeah. they get woke up in the middle of the night to, to get comforted. That's a counterfeit comfort, if you ask me. It certainly is. Well, we're going to talk to our guest. Let me introduce her now, someone who uh, has literally written a book on counterfeit comforts. In fact, that's the name of it. Uh, and our guest is someone who has seen many counterfeits in her own life, and by God's grace, she's seen where her focus really needs to be. Robia Scott uh, began her professional dance career at the ripe young age of 16. In fact, at that time, she began a career that included more than 30 music videos. Uh, she even toured with the musical group The Pet Shop Boys. After that, she landed a job working with singer-songwriter Prince. Uh, at age 22, though, she decided to retire from dance and turned her attention to acting. After doing numerous television commercials, she then landed several roles on television programs such as Beverly Hills 90210 and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. However, during the production of Buffy, she became a born-again Christian and began feeling some conflict about much of the work that she was doing. So she eventually retired from full-time acting, and now she's a sought-after Christian speaker, a coach, and an author, traveling the world sharing her message of emotional healing and freedom from these counterfeit comforts. That also happens to be the name of a book she wrote a few years ago. Uh, by the way, she did step back in front of the camera last year in the role of Cheryl, the clinic director at Planned Parenthood in the 2019 film Unplanned, which is the Abby Johnson story. And uh, right now, Robia lives in Southern California with her husband, James. And as we often point to on License to Parents, she and James are parents, and uh, their daughter's name is Gemma. Robia, welcome to License to Parent. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. It's an honor to be here. Well, honor to have you. Uh, listen, I, I, I do want to talk about your book, but before we do, can you tell us a little bit about your role in the movie Unplanned and how it may have impacted uh, your life as a mother in real life? Yes. I mean, Unplanned was just an only God event, how that came about. As you know, I retired from acting and um, just through a God-only circumstances, I, I wound up uh, meeting someone who introduced me to the directors. And there I was in this God-centered film. You know, all the time I was in the entertainment industry, uh, I was not a believer. So I was doing a lot of secular work. Mm -hmm. And so to come back in the industry and to do a film like Unplanned, which is such a kingdom film. Uh, I recommend it for all parents to see. Uh, it's a very strong, true story, a pro-life story about Abby Johnson, who uh, was recruited into Planned Parenthood. She became a clinic director, and long story short, she had an eye-opening encounter after uh, having her hands-on and being involved in approximately 22,000 abortions. Wow. God came in, lifted the veil from her eyes. She saw what she was really doing, and she had a radical conversion and is now um, a big pro-life advocate. But for me, That's it was awesome. so powerful because as a minister, you know, I love the truth because it's the truth that sets people free. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I had a little bit of an understanding about the abortion industry, but honestly, not much because... Yeah. Uh, television programming does just that. You know, the media does just that. It right. programs us as a society as to what to believe. Right. So, right. you know, the, the left, the liberal Planned Parenthood, they've been masterful in putting forth a message to program us to believe that they're this wonderful female empowerment, you know, healthcare organization. And that's just not true. Oh, 
So the idea of this movie putting the truth on the screen for people to see uh, the other side of the picture, I'm telling you, it's been radical watching uh, teenagers, mm-hmm. uh, adults, people of every age uh, come out of the theater and say, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. Well, I will s- never be the same now that I've seen it with my own eyes. I'm so glad you did that. And I'm thankful for the, you know, I, I was just at a uh, uh, a meeting with uh, John Irwin, who was involved in the movie I Still Believe, which comes out, I think, in March, and the, with the Kendrick brothers were there. And I really do believe that the, the church uh, could and should be using the arts, entertainment, film as an evangelistic discipleship tool. We surrendered uh, to Hollywood for so many years, and so uh, I think you've got a future there uh, to really impact the kingdom uh, above and beyond uh, what you've already done and, and with your book. Uh, I did have a chance to scan your book, Counterfeit Comforts. Uh, how do you see it being a benefit to parents raising their kids in, in our crazy 2020 America? Well, what counterfeit comforts are, uh, you know, I was praying when I first became a Christian, and I was very successful in the world, but I was really struggling internally, struggling uh, with food issues. For me, that was my big counterfeit. You know, I, I just was all... Even though I looked good on the outside, I was struggling with eating disorders and my body image and all of that. So as I was praying, I said, Lord, you know, help me with this food issue. And I felt the Spirit of the Lord speak to me. And the first thing he said was, food is not your issue. You're mm-hmm. just using food as a counterfeit comfort. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought, well, what does that mean? And, and the Lord started giving me revelation. In the Bible, the Holy Spirit is the comforter. But right. I was using food as a comforter. And a so food wasn't really my... <laughs> Yeah, I was using food to comfort me, but food was really um, just a, a symptom or a fruit mm-hmm. of an unhealthy root. Sure. But what exactly are counter comforts? Well, counterfeit comforts are anything that we turn to as, as you know, for comfort, and they aren't necessarily bad. You know, food is a blessing from God, but when we turn to it for comfort, it wasn't really meant to comfort us. God is right. meant to comfort us. He is meant to help us when we feel stressed anxious, fearful, tormented, frustrated, uh, lonely. You know, God is the one we turn to when we start turning to something like food or cigarettes or Mm -hmm. alcohol or even something good like exercise can become obsessive or work or busyness. The Lord spoke to me about being busy, you know, and he gave me a a cool acronym, B-U-S-Y, being under Satan's yoke. Wow, I'm going to remember that one because I deal with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, and there's nothing wrong with being effective and being efficient. God loves that. But often, especially in this day and age, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we are so distracted. We are so external. And it, it takes a real discipline to be still and yeah. to know that I am God and to get yourself into that quiet place where you can actually let him into uh, the inner workings of who you are into your soul. And that's what my mm-hmm. book is based on, Third John 2. Beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper in life and that you're in health, uh, and depending on how your soul prospers. Mm-hmm. So how we prosper in our mind, how we prosper in our will, how we prosper in our emotions determines where we go. Now, Robia, I think most of us probably wrestle with the same issue of, of you know, going first for the counterfeits and later for the real thing. And, you know, as you mentioned, it could be alcohol, uh, you know, television, shopping, food, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when we are faced with this most attractive uh, temporal uh, distraction as opposed to what we really need, it's hard to fight, you know, against yourself, so to speak. How did you do that? When you were when when it was revealed to you by God that food wasn't your problem, I'm sure you didn't just go, oh, 
okay, you know, and, and turned right around and, and everything worked. How did you get over the hump of, um, of still having this, this uh, you know, food issue and, and, and the other things that were wrestling for your time in your life? Well, I'll tell you, it was quite a process. I'm a big person. I'm a big believer in process. Sometimes God just touches us and we have an instant miracle, and that's incredible. But most of the time, healing comes through process. And what I found is a lot of people don't know how to do the process. And God took me through a process of learning how to, you know, come into his presence, learning how to hear his voice, learning how to let him into those areas and have the Holy Spirit show me, you know, really what the roots are, you know, why, it's the why behind the what, why am I eating, you know, why am I running to that? And it took time. You know, again, our society right now, we think that we could go to Instagram and read an inspirational post, you know, God's doing it, your breakthrough is coming, and we can just push like, and then we think our breakthrough is coming. (laughs) (laughs) You mean it doesn't work that way? No, it doesn't work that way. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, God is God is so faithful, and I do believe breakthrough is coming. We just need to know how to, um, you know, to get into that place, positioning ourselves in that place where we're encountering the Almighty Presence. We're encountering the one who breaks the yoke. We're encountering the one who gives us revelation about our lives. Mm. You know, this might sound like a crazy question to you, but uh, do you think that it's possible that parents can actually make counterfeit comforts out of their own children? I've never thought of that. Well, I think about it all the time because I see it all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they turn their little kids into idols and they, they're codependent, yeah. they're enmeshed. And it's like, uh, they're, you know, I think the, the common phrase for a lot of, or term for a lot of these uh, parents are helicopter parents, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I see how damaging that is. For all parties. Yeah, because I, I, I what I hear is, you know, Junior's the most important thing in my life. I just can't lose him. And I'm thinking, well, not thinking, I actually have to articulate this to a lot of parents. If he's the most important thing in your life, where does that leave your wife or your husband? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, Or your God. Or, well, that, that was my next statement out of my mouth, because mm-hmm. if he's before God, you've effectively made an idol out of your own child, and God will never bless that situation. I train our staff here, you know, if these kids ever become first in your life, because these staff members are dedicated to their to their craft uh, then uh, it's, it's it's time to have a talk because they we, we cannot if we're going to have uh, God's blessing these kids can never be first in your life the healing the healing is going to happen much easier when uh, they're in their proper station and place in life I tell you what I'm going to jump in here real quick because we need to take a break on behalf of our stations but when we come back I'm going to give uh, Robia, a couple of minutes to think about this, but I, I would like her response to that and how she thinks parents might address that issue if their own familial situation is out of balance in that mm-hmm. regard. We're talking today with Robia Scott. She's, uh, well, an actress you may know through the uh, recent movie called Unplanned, but she's also an author of a book that we're talking about today called Counterfeit Comfort. You're listening to Licensed to Parent. By the way, you can catch our other Licensed to Parent conversations on our website, licensedtoparent.org. And we'll be right back after this. In today's digital age, there's more access than ever to digital devices. With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. 
For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job, and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit helpmytroubledteen.org, click on Resources, and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? Parenting isn't easy. Shepherds Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. Discover a variety of ebooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. Helpmytroubledteen.org. Is your teen's behavior dangerous? Your child's behavior may seem incredibly volatile during the teenage years. Sometimes the signs and symptoms come and go quickly as your child is growing, but other times behaviors are developed and nurtured that will lead to unhealthy choices. Here are a few items to consider. Does your teen refuse to abide by anything you say or request? Is your teen displaying behavior that's a marked change from what has been normal? Has your teen become increasingly disrespectful, dishonest, and disobedient, and openly rebellious? Go to HelpMyTroubledTeen.org and take the quiz, Is My Teen Troubled? While some behavioral issues are minor and best resolved at home, there are warning signs that your teen may need a more structured approach to get them on a healthy, constructive path. And Shepherd's Hill Academy is here to help. Visit HelpMyTroubledTeen.org and click on Is My Teen Troubled? HelpMyTroubledTeen.org. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy with our host, Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill. I'm Rich Rosal, and our guest today on Licensed to Parent is a lady you may have seen in the recent film, Unplanned. Her name is Robia Scott, and uh, you may also be familiar with a book that we're discussing today called Counterfeit Comfort, and that's kind of what it's all about. And Robia, right before the break, Trace asked uh, the $64,000 question, and that is, what about <laughs> parents who uh, perchance are letting their kids be their counterfeit comfort. They're sort of investing all of themselves in their kids. Kids are the most important thing in their lives. Mm. And uh, mm. that that's a recipe for disaster, isn't it? Well, it sure is. Our culture, again, cultivates that, mm -hmm. where your child is put on the pedestal, your child runs the show, your whole life is about kind of bowing down to your child. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think there was a woman, I can't really call her name, but didn't she write an article in the New York Times about how she told her kids, I love my husband first and I love you second, and people went crazy. Oh, boy. People went nuts on her thinking that she was abusive and uh -huh. all of this, but... Now that's uh, but that's right on. You know, the, the husband-wife comes first. Yes. I've told my kids plenty of times, look, if you and mom are are in a, in a lake and you're drowning, you better learn how to swim. I'm, I'm, I'm going for mom first. <laughs> she, she was here when you got People, here. She'll be here when you leave. And, and so People I'm, think that's so horrible and mean, but it's actually the right, proper order. It's the godly order. Yep. Ask every one because of my kids. Be known. The truth be known. The kids can feel if your relationship, if the husband-wife relationship, isn't right. Right. They don't want to be. They don't want to be in Thank position you. before the spouse. Thank you. They don't you. want to be. Thank you. It completely disrupts the security that they have. That they know that they're safe in a marriage that's going to last. Took the, the words out of my mouth. 
Yeah. <laughs> Took the words <laughs> right out of my mouth. Security. That's exactly what it is. And but 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 again, this goes back to the fact that we don't conduct our affairs from a biblical worldview anymore. Uh, but you talk to any kid, and and they can have almost no knowledge of scripture, and they'll tell you, yeah, you know, I, I do want my mom and dad to be priority over me. Uh, yeah. it's, it's insane. Um, they might not state it like that, but they want mom and dad exactly. to stay together. So exactly. let, me, let me just throw this in sure. real quick, just from a counterfeit comfort perspective, mm-hmm. just to kind of hit some moms a little bit with this. If we are putting all of our focus on our kids, it usually will probably come down to something that needs to be looked at within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Are, we, uh, are we trying to get a sense of value from them? Are right. we trying to get a sense of worthiness from them? Are we filling a love hole by focusing on our kids? Are we... Um, is it easier because there's strife and issues with our spouse that we don't really want to look at? So mm-hmm. we just turn all of our direction toward our work, all of our direction toward our ministry, all of our focus toward our kids. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's filling that hole, whether you're filling it with wine, whether you're filling it with your kids, whether you're filling it with shopping, you're right. still doing, you know, you're filling it with something that is out of order and it's, and all it does is put us in bondage. Yep. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I want to shout out to, to the pastors listening to this broadcast. One of the biggest enemies of intimate relationship with Christ is ministry. Uh, you can, you can, you can <laughs> oh, make yeah. a counterfeit oh, yes, comfort is. out of your ministry. And I see pastors do you, it all the time. Well, because it's, and, it's very, you know, you get a lot of feedback from your ministry. You mm-hmm. get a lot of, uh, you get significance. a lot of stroking and things from your ministry. Mm-hmm. Significance. Yeah. So it can, it can really, um, it can become a counterfeit for yeah. sure. Yep. To put ministry over your family is very, it's very easy to do. Well, what's, very easy. what's the big, uh, you know, scuttlebutt out there? The, the, the pastor's kids, and we've had plenty of them in, at Shepherd's Hill. Um, missionary kids from all over the planet we've had at mm-hmm. Shepherd's Hill because their ministry mm-hmm. comes first. They're kind of getting things out of whack. Their first ministry, our first mission field is our kids. But you were talking about uh, moms, a lot of, a lot of uh, parents, but particularly moms. Uh, I think are plagued with the guilt these days because they're they're so often torn between you know working to help feed their kids and having the energy and time and um, to adequately raise them. Uh, can you talk about the reality of spiritual warfare that that might lead a mom like this to to take solace in some kind of counterfeit comfort? Oh gosh, you know I I'm in that balance myself. It's 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 not easy. No, it's so not. I will say that it's not easy to find the balance and to find the time and to find the the energy to to do a ministry or to work and then take care of your husband mm-hmm. and your house and your kids. It's, it's, it's quite a lot to balance. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's warfare. There's always warfare on the most important relationships in your life. You're going to have the most warfare over your uh, marriage, for sure. Um, and understanding warfare is key. I talk about that a lot in the book, mm-hmm. Counterfeit Comforts. I talk a lot about understanding the enemy. You know, sometimes the church thinks, oh, we don't want to look at the enemy. We only want to look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. But we, that's not how you do, you know, that's not how you uh, are a, a strategic uh, warrior. Um, warrior. No, you need to understand that we have an enemy and we have tools to overcome the enemy in Christ. Um, but I'll say for me that what I found the most is that I have to constantly be pulling myself back into that place with God. Mm-hmm. I have to constantly be full of the Spirit, because if I'm not, I can't do it. It right. just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Well, so many kids today are finding their counterfeit comfort in music, and, and, and so many mm. parents seem to be oblivious to music's power. Uh, as someone who toured with, uh, you know, 
uh, singer-songwriter Prince. Prince. What yeah. would you like to tell parents about music's influence on their kids? Ah, yeah, I'm seeing that with our daughter too. She's almost nine. She gets very drawn in to watching these young girl singers and just their whole persona, mm-hmm. and she wants to mimic that. And so it's really. You know, I'm finding that struggle as well as to what to allow her to participate in the world. Because like you said, I don't want to be overly religious and uptight. So it's like finding that balance. Uh, You know, for us, again, we're walking the line of of all the digital devices, all the influence she is able to have from YouTube and iPads and and all of that. And just really monitoring, Mm. Uh, you know, music is very powerful. It's a very powerful uh, influencer. And it's spiritual. So it's, would, it's, it's fundamentally it, it spiritual. Is. You might find this interesting. We recently had a kid here at Shepherd's Hill that agreed with me that uh, when I told him that his affinity for R-rated, X-rated hip-hop music was in the raw reality that it brought to the table. To him, even if it was morally wrong, but brutally real, it was right. And he went on to Ooh. say, he went on to say that uh, he didn't get that sense of reality from the faith of his self-proclaimed Christian parents. Now, you know, my question is, how can Christian parents do a better job of exemplifying the reality of their faith uh, to their kids? Well, it's the trickle-down effect, isn't it? I yeah. mean, where we live inside of ourselves is what comes down, just like in, the, in church leadership. You know, where the, where the leader is, is what comes down. So I would say it's really about the parents. Like we have to dig deep. We have to dig deep and in our, we have to model it. We have to really live an authentic walk with Christ and not just some little sugar coated, you know, I go to church, you know, blah, 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 but to get in there. And that's what I love to teach, like how to get into the real stuff and how to get into the raw stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause God will take you into some parts of you that, you know, we've all been through stuff. If we're on this earth, we've been through, We've been through trauma. We've been through crazy experiences. We, yeah. We've been through hell, really, if we're yep. on this earth. Yep. But, but the Lord will take us into those places to get us real, to get yep. us authentic. Yeah, but that requires so. suffering and sacrifice, and that's not what kids are seeing their parents willing to do. Uh, even though more, I hate to be cliche, but more is caught than taught. Our kids are not seeing their parents willing to struggle. Uh, and read Romans 5, 3, and 4 tells the whole problem, but as to why kids are self-harming and suicide and all that stuff. But they're not seeing their parents willing to sacrifice anything. And they think, you know, we've been... To- it's, it's, it's counterculture right now. Absolutely. You know, right now I've, I've been teaching on fasting and mm-hmm. all of this is counterculture. Good luck with putting that. Putting down the flesh. Good I luck know. with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, go all, I go all over the place talking about raising healthy kids in the digital age and a, and a, and a wise digital protocol and I get looked at. Uh, and to the last couple of years, you're starting to see that, you know what, uh, maybe this guy's onto something. But Rabia, we are out of time. I, I could talk forever about no! this stuff. <laughs> we can well, do it again sometime. I was about to say, we'd, we'd like to have you on. I think you've got a whole lot more to your message than we could possibly cover in, in a half hour's time. So I appreciate your being with us today. God bless our, you for it. Our guest on Licensed to Parent has been Robia Scott. She's author of Counterfeit Comforts, published by Chosen Books. You'll find it wherever you get your books. And you can learn more about her work in the film Unplanned on her website, robiascott.com. And Robia is spelled R-O-B-I-A. Robiascott.com. And Robia, thanks again for being on Licensed to Parent today. Thank you. We'll have to do a part two. Absolutely. If you're willing, we'll do it. (laughs) And you'll find us online at LicensedToParent.org. There you'll find all of our programs, conversations on a lot of topics vital to parents and their teens. 
Uh, you can also sign up for our blog, and you can get on the bandwagon to help support the work we do with your financial gift. As you might imagine, running a residential program for troubled teens is quite expensive, and many families simply cannot afford it. But they can with your help. Simply click the Donate tab at the top of the page when you visit us at LicensedToParent.org. And if you want to learn more about all the work that we do at Shepherd Hill Academy and find out whether it might be a good fit for you and your family or for someone you know and care about, click the link to Shepherd Hill Academy on our homepage. Our guest coordinator on License to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless. See you next time.